Hey friends, it's Bill. And Danny here with a big announcement. We've launched a Patreon page. For as little as a few dollars per month, you could have access to exclusive content, a chance to win monthly giveaways, an opportunity to join our show, and so much more. It's an incredible way to play a crucial part in the growth of a couple of park hoppers. Head to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers now and check out the different subscription tiers and what exclusive benefits you'll receive in return. Once again, that's patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Thank you for your support. And, and we'll, we'll see you there. there. My name is Bill. And I'm Danny. And we are A, a Couple, couple of, of Park Hoppers. We finally had the chance to complete all 10 houses at Halloween Horror Nights 2022. We're both going to rank each house from best to least best and give you the inside scoop on some of the HHN exclusive treats that we've tried. Let's, Let's hop, hop to, to it. it. talk about Halloween Horror Nights again because we <laughs> finally got to go back and visit and uh, we hadn't gotten to go back and visit because I feel like Hurricane Ian kind of pushed everything back for us a little bit. And even prior to that too we had a lot of stuff going on so we weren't able to make it out on the nights where we have our frequent fear pass so we, we had a little bit of a time between our last uh, our last visit and the one that we did last night, but we were finally able to finish all 10 haunted houses and try a couple of treats along the way. So we're going to tell you all about that. Yeah. Well, not only that, for a while, it was raining pretty consistently at night. And so it was, yeah. we it was kind of, there out. were a couple of nights where we were like, oh, we're going to go. And then we were like, we're going to not <laughs> get sick yeah. because that, that, that seems like a bad idea. But I'm so glad we got to go last night, finally. Well, you know what's crazy, too, about this weather down here is that it was so hot, and it was so humid, and it was so rainy, like, every single day for what seemed like forever. An eternity. And Hurricane Ian rolled through here September 28th and 29th, and we literally have not had rain since. And it's been 10 degrees cooler, less humid, and, and like, as much destruction as Ian caused in certain parts of the states... I'm kind of thankful that it did run through here just to get rid of that weather. It was just such a bummer. Anytime you make plans and your plans are going to happen outside and then you look outside and you're like, huh, wow, it's raining really hard. Probably shouldn't go out in that. Right. It's, it's just a big bummer because like with things that are like a, an offering for a limited time, like seasonal, you only have a certain amount of days that you actually get to do it. So when the weather takes that away from you, it's, it's kind of it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, but it is. But yes, I'm so glad that our weather is getting better. It's getting cooler. You can feel it in the air at night. Rain season is finally over. Yes, we're about to get that weird cold where like <laughs> it's humid cold and yeah. you can like feel it, it in your bones. It feels ten degrees colder because the air is wet. Yeah. The air is Love wet it. and cold. Isn't that <laughs> such a weird feeling? It's bizarre because like people always make fun of Floridians, and now that we're three years in, we're I'd say we're f officially Floridians at this point. 
um, people always make fun of Floridians for putting sweatshirts on when it's 60 degrees out. But what they forget to understand is that it's a humid cold. And when it's cold and wet, it literally feels 10 to 15 degrees colder than the temperature says it is. 100%. So it really does feel like 45 to 50 when it's 60 degrees out. Right. And it's just, it's wild. We're not wimps. It's wild to feel that. And you, who grew up in Massachusetts, oh, yeah. you're... 32 <laughs> years in the freezing cold. <laughs> like, when I lived up there after living in Texas my whole life, people would be, like, wearing, you know, really summery clothes when it was snowing outside and be like, ah, it's not cold at all, blah. And now down here, after living someplace with the snow, you're like, where's my hoodie? Yeah. It's like the Florida weather like just does something different to your body to adapt to dealing with the humidity. The second it hits like 65, I'm looking for my hoodie. <laughs> Burr. I know, I'm a wimp. Sorry. <laughs> oh my Not gosh. Sorry. Well, I'm excited for this weather. Yeah. Not because I think that it is perfection when it starts to get like around this temperature. It means the holidays are coming. Yes. Well, once upon a Christmas time at Christmas. <laughs> no, we're not doing that yet. Not yet. Not yet. Still got another 20 days before that starts. Oh, <laughs> Please, don't. Why did you have to say 20 <laughs> days? Three more weeks till Christmas. However, comma, Backstreet Boys Christmas album comes out this month. So oh, yeah, okay. I, I, okay. I will accept the early Christmas tidings of good joy and Merry cheer. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. But for right now, we are still talking about Halloween. And again, we got to go to Halloween Horror Nights. And we got to finally wrap up these 10 houses, which if you've never been to Halloween Horror Nights is not as easy as it seems. The reason that I say that is because some houses are going to have much longer lines. Um, Some houses are just maybe not going to be closer to you while you're walking around and trying to hit all the things that you want to hit. Um, and sometimes by the time that you're ready to, you know, go through a certain house, it's like 1.30 in the morning and you've already done 20,000 steps and you're just ready to go home. Yep. So doing all 10 houses is not quite as easy as it seems. Uh, but we were able to do that. We got to hit everything and we're excited to talk about that. But first, I think we should talk about some of the snacks that we got to have. For sure. For sure. Um, so, like Danny said, we previously we had hit uh, seven houses until last night, and finally we were able to complete that list. So we're really, really excited to give our final rankings on those houses. Um, but yeah, let's dive into the snacky snacks and the drinky drinks so that we had last night. One of the first things that I want to just give a throwback to is one of our uh, one of our things that we told you guys not to do is not to overindulge in alcohol when you're at Halloween Horror Nights. On our way out last night at what time was that? Like one o'clock? Uh, Ish. It was after one, I think. We saw somebody who was on the ground and their friends were on the ground with them and they were all sitting and having like a powwow trying to get him to stand yeah, up. That was rough. That um, guy was in not good shape. I mean, but the thing about that is like you have to have had plenty of the drinks we're going to talk about. Um, but. It does happen even in the cooler weather, so definitely keep that in mind uh, when you are partaking in drinking alcohol. Right. Now, the things that we've had, we did not try everything. The thing about us is we kind of stick to similar drink styles, Mm -hmm. and we usually don't go too far out of those drink styles. Right. Uh, The first things that 
we want to talk about that we were drinking were the uh, pumpkin ale and the cider. Yes. So there were two different basically like beers that we had. One was whole hog pumpkin ale and one was keel and curly pumpkin pie cider. Now you could buy this right off the bat for $15 in your souvenir blinky cup, which is just a fan favorite classic. You it's bring a, it's it back. It's a Horror Nights staple. Yeah, you can bring it back and get your drinks for cheaper. Or you could get a 20 ounce for $12. Now, the great thing about having that cup is when you bring it back, um, it you get to uh, purchase either that ale or that cider for $11. So um, let's talk about how we enjoyed those. Yeah, um, I've had both so far, a full version of them. Um, prior to that, the Hogshead Pumpkin Ale was something that I really did enjoy from past Halloween Horror Nights. Right. So I was really happy to see that back again because I love pumpkin beer. It's not quite as good as Shipyard Pumpkin Head Ale from Maine, New Englanders. Love you. Uh, but it is really good. It is full of pumpkin flavor. And if you like pumpkin beer, you will definitely, definitely, definitely like the whole hog pumpkin ale. Um, last night, I had the Keel and Curly Pecan Pie Cider, which you had previously, I believe. I when, think I had one of them. Yes, yeah. when we went previously. Right. But I wanted to have a full one of my own just to see how, you know, how it sits. Because um, I remember it being fairly sweet when you had it. Right. And yes, it is very sweet. But it does have that very strong, like, pecan pie flavor. And it's funny. One of our friends, Kyle, who was with us last night, said this to me. And the second I started drinking it, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He goes, it tastes like a candle. <laughs> but not, like, waxy. But it tastes like when it, when it hits your tongue, you get that same kind of, like, experience that when you're smelling, like, a bath and body candle. Works. You know what I mean? Yeah, bath and body works. Um, and, and it was very accurate. Um but it tasted good. It was a little sweet. I don't know if I'd be able to have more than one in a night. Um, but both the pumpkin ale and the pecan pie cider were pretty solid uh, choices for Horror Nights. So my personal preference is the pumpkin ale because it's not as sweet. I right. feel like it does, goes down a little bit better. Um, I do feel like for me personally that when I did have one of the ciders, I, I just... I think it's just a little too sweet when it's hot outside. That's fair. That's um, fair. And when it gets warm quickly, it's not nearly as good. Right. So those are two that we really enjoyed. And then there was one drink that you were able to get uh, from the souvenir glass. Yeah. When you buy the souvenir glass, you can actually, for the refill price that Danny just mentioned, like the pumpkin ale and the pecan pie cider. Uh, versus the $15 price for the souvenir the initial time you buy it. And when you want to refill it, it's $11. Same thing goes for the, the hard liquor uh, drinks that they have pre-mixed for uh, the Halloween event. Um, Ghoul Juice is one of the uh, drinks that I tried. Um, it, ha it contains Myers Dark Rum, Bulls Cherry Brandy, Simple Syrup, Mango, Nectar, Lime Juice, Pimento, and Peychaud's Bitters served over... The rocks, I guess you would say, <laughs> um, fifteen forty nine for uh, the first one in a souvenir glass. Uh, you can buy one for twenty ounces. It's not in a souvenir glass for eleven forty nine, and same price for the refill. So four dollars cheaper on any of the drinks if you purchase a souvenir cup and you keep bringing it back. You can just get the refill price rather than the souvenir price. Right now, I remember tasting this. I don't remember anything particular about it except being like oh yeah yeah 
that's alcohol. It's it's um, very very like islandy kind of because anything with mango nectar is gonna taste like a vacation. An beverage, island, <laughs> you know. Um, so I was really really a big fan of this. I loved the mango nectar part of it. And it had a very strong mangoey taste, and then Meyer's dark rum mixed in there too was was pretty solid. So I would recommend the Ghoul Juice for sure. Yeah, I think now that it's getting cooler, I might like if we were to like you know jump in an Uber and head over there, I yeah. might I might get down on like some of these mixed drinks now that it's jump cooler outside. Uh, just because you know when it is hot outside and you're drinking all this like sweet stuff. You start to feel, if you're not drinking as much water as you should, you might feel kind of crummy uh, when it's hotter outside. But yep. now that it's cooler, you know, game on. For sure. But uh, those are the only alcoholic drinks we've tried so far. Uh, again, everything we've had has been pretty solid in that department. But now we're going to talk about food. Food. I love food. I love food, Let's too. Let's talk about food. But so... Uh, all of these are going to be exclusive to Halloween Horror Nights. Yes. So uh, the first thing that we are going to talk about is going to be actually, <laughs> we're going to actually talk about three things. They all came from, do you know what section that was in? Like, what do you call that section of like Little Mexico? Uh, I don't recall. Let me see if I can find it. It is... Dia de los Muertos, located in the La Bamba Courtyard. Okay, so... So it's over by the crepe stand and Mel's Diner and the uh, the uh, NBC Preview Center. Oh, it's over right. in that area. So there were three things that we got to try. Um, so we tried... Uh, well, I, tr I tried three things. Bill tried two. So we got, first off, the tamales de los muertos. So that went for $9.49, and that is a pork and cheese tamale topped with a red mole sauce and coti, uh, I don't know how to say cotija. that. Cotija. cheese. Uh, now, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, it tasted good. Uh, I really haven't had too many tamales in my life. I know you've had a ton, and I want to hear your thoughts on it. Um, I thought it was good. Uh, I was a little disappointed with the... Uh, size of the portion versus the size of the price. Um, but what we did get was really tasty. Uh, I would get it again if they added two more to the serving size because it, it was a decent sized tamale, but the fact that it was only one was uh, a little crazy. So Danny, give us your thoughts. So I grew up in San Antonio and tamales are something that you generally eat around Christmas time. So, uh, you know, people usually get together and they make them in these like really big, you'll have like a tamale making party where like somebody will man like one section, other people will like stuff the tamales, other people will roll them in the husks. Um, it's very much a Christmas tradition, but year round you can eat them. And the thing about tamales is at least as an adult when I was purchasing them on, on my own, I am used to purchasing a dozen tamales for like $9. A dozen tamales for $9. That's crazy. Uh, and a lot of times, uh, they're probably more expensive Are now. Are they usually as big as the ones that we had? They're usually bigger. Bigger? Oh, yeah. And you get a dozen? Yeah. What the heck? So what I used to do is I used to buy um, like tamales from like either homemade or someplace, and I'd buy a dozen and I'd put them in the refrigerator. And anytime I was hungry, I'd just like pull one out, 
unhusk it, like throw it in the microwave and eat it. And That's usually that crazy. was like what I would eat all the time. But the thing is, when we ordered them, I was like, yeah, tamales, let's go. And uh, I almost fell over when she was like, can I have a tamale like to prepare a plate? I was like, a tamale? I'm sorry. What? <laughs> the craziest part, though, is it says tamales on yeah. the menu. So you would assume that there would be at least two. Well, that's why I didn't even think about it. I was right. just like, that yeah. sounds good. Let's get some tamales. And I assumed that tamales meant at least two. Right. I I thought two was like fair for park food. It was. I still think that's it's expensive, expensive yeah. for what I'm used to. But um, I will say that the flavor was good. Um, there was very little chicken. Very little chicken. Yeah. Or pork. I'm sorry. I'm used to chicken tamales. Um, there was very little pork in them. I caught you. Um, but they did have a very good flavor. I will also say that they had a sort of, uh, I don't know, a sweet spice in it. I don't know if you could taste that. Not that I know of. Okay. Uh, there was a, there was something in it that had a little bit of a sweetness that um, I wasn't sure what it was. Overall, I would honestly get it again, though, because I don't really like know a place to get authentic tamales and they had a pretty good flavor yeah so uh so yes to the tamales just be prepared it's one <laughs> right right exactly one i don't even know how to like if you don't if you didn't grow up eating tamales or like you're not used to purchasing tamales on your own you probably will be like oh yeah that's the normal price it's it i almost fell over but it was good at least it was good <laughs> Now, the second thing we had over there was roasted sweet potato and mushroom street tacos. You got two of these, and they went for $8.29. Now, this was roasted sweet potato and mushroom street tacos stopped with, topped with onions, vegan crumbed, crumbled cheese, cilantro, and served with barilla consomme. Consomme. Um, so... I'm assuming that's right. I would just want to... Before I, w I hear what you have to say about this, I just want to say that I got these with zero expectations. When it comes to Mexican food, very rarely now do I try to have any expectations. I try to go with an open mind. Um, and these are actually very, very good. I liked these a lot. Uh, way more than I thought I would. But looking at the menu, I didn't mean to interrupt, interrupt you there. Um, looking at the menu, seeing the fact that it was sweet potatoes and mushrooms, and I like both of those things. I was willing to try it, and I'm pretty glad I did. So I do want to say one thing about this, and maybe just for in the future when we go visit Texas together, maybe do like a do a theme park and zoo, you know, tour in Texas. Uh, one thing about these tacos is they remind me more of Austin tacos. Okay. So. If you think of like San Antonio, um, like that being more like your Chewy's or like your um, the Mexican restaurant we go to around the corner, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yep. These were more Austin-y tacos, kind of like something you wouldn't expect, um, almost like a like a hippie taco. Okay. So, uh, but it still like ended up being really good. So this is one that if you get a chance to try, I would 100% try these tacos because 
I absolutely love them. What are your last thoughts on the tacos? Um, they were really, really tasty. And the fact that the price was $8.29 for two tacos was a little bit steep. They were also very small. They were street tacos. They were street tacos. They were small. Um, so I wish there was more. Just same thing with the, the tamales. I wish there was more uh, because they were they were good. Um, I think I would definitely get this again over the tamales. But I don't know if I would get it again strictly for the fact that it was two street tacos for almost $9. I think I would probably get these again just because it was such a unique take on street tacos. Yeah. Um, and most likely I'll probably next time I go, I'm going to be like, I want those tacos. And I would like to get them again before they go away. Sure. All right. And the last thing we had over there, well, I did, was a mango nada popsicle. And that went for five forty nine. And that was a mango popsicle with, I think it's pronounced tahin, chamoy, and garnish with a slice of lime. Uh, there was no slice of lime, I am now realizing. Uh, <laughs> there, it was just the other two. Um, again, the culture I grew up in, that's a very like common snack. And uh, for me, it really hit the spot. I wish they had sprinkled on both sides, not just on the one side. Sprinkled what? Uh, the uh, tahine. What, what is it? Is it's it like, like a spicy? spice. Oh, no. <laughs> glad I didn't try it. <laughs> uh, but the uh, I wish they had uh, sprinkled both of it, like it on everything. Sure. As opposed to just one side. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, this is not Texas, and so that's probably why they they just put a little sprinkle of it. But it was really good. It hit the spot. I was feeling hungry, and mango popsicles are. Absolutely delightful. I, I love mango stuff, but anything fruity and spicy, I'm like, eh. Yeah, so I really liked that section of the park in terms of snacks, yeah. but that's exactly what it was. It was a couple bite-sized snacks, um, but I'm glad we tried them Same. over there. Same here. And we got a couple other things to talk about in terms of snacks, and we're going to go through them really quickly. So the first thing I want to mention is the pumpkin pie fudge. That is was so good. So this is something that we went into the uh, tribute store. And why did we go into the tribute store? So I wanted to go to the tribute store to finally, after tons of time searching, to get my <laughs> Pumpkin Lord t-shirt. That was a pass holder exclusive. It does have a an orange pass holder UOAP logo on the sleeve. Uh, but it was a Pumpkin Lord t-shirt for the, the essential mascot of this year's uh, Halloween Horror Nights event, there's a giant pumpkin lord that interacts with you right when you walk into the park. It's very, very cool. He's a very cool-looking character. And the second I saw that there was a uh, an exclusive t-shirt with him on it, I was like, yeah, I gotta get that. That's the first shirt I want to get. And the last two times I went in there, there was none left in anything but a 3X or a 4X or an extra small. And I am none of those. So one thing I do want to say is the other times that we've gone, we have gone late in the night. Yep. Uh, Stupid me. One tip <laughs> that I would definitely say is Pro tip. hit your merch first. Or early. Or earlier. If the, the thing about that is we were going to go to another house and I said, Bill, do you want to go in the tribute house? And you were like... We'll go later. And I was like, but, but Bill. But we were also with friends. We had four other folks I with know. us that I didn't feel like dragging in there to go I get my know. shirt. That's but, how I am. But how many shirts were there for you to grab? There was one. And how glad are you that you said yes? <laughs> right now, in hindsight, 
Pretty glad. <laughs> Pretty glad. And the thing is, people like going into the tribute store. You were right. I was wrong. Well, I'm sorry. You're the best. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted you to get your shirt. I didn't want to. I didn't want to get till the end of the horror nights and then be like, oh, we're out of. You know what I mean? Like right. we're out of this one or we're out of this size. Um, so I am glad we went in. Just a pro tip. Sabesies. Like don't don't hesitate because. You know, you could get to the end of an event and find that you didn't get what you wanted. Yeah. Um, but that is also where, while you were looking, I found the pumpkin pie fudge. Boy, am I glad you found that. Because uh, it is so, chef's kiss. So why is the pumpkin pie fudge so good? I don't know. Magic. Um, it. I love fudge to begin with. I don't get too crazy when it comes to fudge, like the big square pieces of fudge. Um, outside of chocolate or maybe like chocolate and peanut butter. I like cookies and cream fudge. Cookies and cream's not bad. Um, but I am so down. I am the most basic, basic person. I love me everything pumpkin spice, everything pumpkin flavored. I will try it. I don't care if it's good after I try it. I will try it. Um, it is arguably the best fudge outside of regular chocolate that I've ever had. Yeah, so that was why I got it. I, when I was like, what flavors do you have? And I was like, if they've got pumpkin, I'll probably grab us that. Right. And um, I didn't realize I couldn't pay for it right there. I had to go wait in line afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny. I walked through the tribute store with my shirt, and there was not a single person in line in the last room, paid for my shirt, walked back to go see where you were. And by the time you got in line with the pumpkin fudge, there was like 15 people in line. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, well, the thing was, with the discount, the fudge came out to like four something, Sweet. four and some change. Nice. So I was like, sold. We'll try that. It'd be really nice to like taste something. Now, I do think it was really good because I think there was like pumpkin puree in there. Yeah, there had to have been. There was something that tasted like real pumpkin pie in yes. there. Um, I also want to say that some of the other snacks that I was looking at to bring home for us to try were like $10. And I was like, I don't know if I want to commit to this. It's not really a try at $10. You got to like commit. But also <laughs> like carrying around something sweet in my bag the rest of the night. True. Like if I it just, was any hotter, it would have been like melty melty. Yeah. And the fudge itself, like by the time I pulled it out at the end of the night, it looked like a hunk of baby poop. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? Pumpkin poo. Pumpkin-y poo. Yeah. But um, I mean, once we put it in the fridge, it's that's that's like the sweet stuff spot i will say that even after putting it in the fridge wouldn't you say it's still like a softer fudge yes it is definitely not hard from refrigerating that's it. why i think it's like it has actual pumpkin puree in it yeah or pumpkin pie filling or whatever you call it something. the stuff that's in the middle of pumpkin pie yeah it doesn't harden like normal fudge when you put it in the refrigerator so overall absolutely delicious if you see that and you like pumpkin it's a no-brainer grab it yep now uh the last treat snack Fan favorite, cult classic. Horror Nights. Staple. Horror Nights must have. That is going to be the pizza fries. Classic pizza fries. Now, pizza fries go for $10.99, and they include sausage, pepperoni, marinara, sauce, and cheese on fries. Crinkle cut fries. Yes. So, if you're like me, the first time I, like before I had it, I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> this is weird sounding. And now you know. Yes. So what they do is they actually put it all together and then they bake it, right? Yep. Yep. So, so the cheese is all bakey baked on the top of it. Yeah. So we actually got to have this last night for the first time this Halloween Horror Night season. I love you, pizza fries. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, uh, what did you think of the pizza fries last night? I love pizza fries. Uh, and last night's were particularly fresh. I think, honestly, fresher than any batch that I've previously had. The only issue I had with last night's, which we got over in the kid zone area at the pizza place right there, because um, I usually get them from Louis, the Italian spot. There's usually a l- really long line. Right, exactly. Um, but we literally walked up and got them. Granted, it was like 12.15 when we got them. but We were hungry at that um, point. <laughs> the only thing that I had w- an issue with was the portion size. Again, uh, usually it's like a little small uh, aluminum pie tin right. type deal where the fries are on the bottom and then everything else is kind of poured on top and then the cheese is on top of that. And it's served on a paper plate so you don't burn your fingers. And generally, it's like full to the top, sometimes almost almost overflowing. And this felt like it was like two-thirds full. And so that was my only real issue with this particular serving of pizza fries. I would imagine that it's not like that every time. But the one that we were handed was particularly less full than I'm used to. Right. So um, one thing I want to mention is I believe what we are going to try to do, we've discussed it in years past, is I think we're going to try for science to make some <gasps> some variation of pizza fries or tots at Ooh, home. Pizza something. Yeah. I'm. We're going to try pizza tots. Yeah. Um, the only thing is we might substitute the sausage for meatballs. Ooh. Just because sausage, when you buy it, like you can't, it's hard to buy like the little sausage crumblies. Right. Uh, they, I did see Walmart.com sold like a five or ten pound bag for a hundred dollars. But oh my god, what? So, but we don't. <laughs> but we don't need that. Are you serious? I'm serious. Oh man! So if we wanted to run our own pizza fry, pizza tot business on Goodness. Uber Eats or something, we could. Holy cow! Yeah, I saw it. I was like, hmm, that's probably too many. Hundred dollars. <laughs> For sausage <laughs> Is it the bag? It's size of like a big bag of dog food. I think it said like ten dollars or t- a ten pounds. I think ten pounds, five or ten pounds, something like that, somewhere in between. I don't wow. remember. It was late. <laughs> I was just like, should it? We can put this in the cart. Ten pounds? Yeah. All the way to the Big Bang. No. <laughs> that's, yeah, TikTok uh, video. Um, uh, wow, that's crazy. Now, uh, ten, ten so, bucks a pound. For- <laughs> sausage crumbles. Yes. But keep an eye out. I think we're going to do that for science and see how it is just because you don't want to have to wait until... You mean the pizza tots, not the 10-pound bag of crumbled sausage, <laughs> correct? I don't know. Pizza we don't have a big enough freezer Stay for that, darling. <laughs> we don't need to have a big enough freezer for that. We empty the freezer and all we eat is sausage crumbles. And it's like we were saying before, it gets down to like 35 to 45 down here. It's not cold enough to keep them outside. So Nope, it is not. Oh, yeah, y'all do that in Massachusetts. Yeah, buddy. We got <laughs> like a whole walk-in fridge outside. When the world is your refrigerator. <laughs> um, but Make use of it. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all our snacks. We got two other quick things to touch on before we jump into the houses. Ooh. Now, first thing I want to talk about is the mummy. <gasps> the mummy. So why haven't we been on the mummy in a while? Uh, the mummy decided to go to sleep for nine months. Uh, it was down in January and reopened in September, but we have not had a chance to ride it. Uh, I believe it opened right around when Horror Nights started, right at the beginning of September. Um, it, it is one of my favorite rides at Universal, which is crazy considering I was like out of my skin terrified to go on it the first time. It's literally the first roller coaster I ever went on. 
And <clears throat> now the fact that the mummy is one of my favorite rides is like mind boggling to me <laughs> after experiencing that hell. That was the first time <laughs> riding that ride. Um, but we haven't ridden it in a while. I remember very vividly certain things of the of certain parts of the ride and how the ride feels, how the ride looks. Um, and I had heard that they had done some retracking and, you know, b upgraded some of the visuals to 4K visuals, um, changed some of the effects, made the animatronics a little bit smoother. And to be honest with you, I didn't really notice that much difference from a nine month closure. So here's the thing. Everything looked very clear. It did. Everything. The visuals were great. All of the animatronics had much more fluid movements from what I remember. Yes. The only thing that I did notice, and I wanted to mention this, did you notice when we went through the first thing, the first part where it's like, are you insane? Get out of here. The curse is real. This whole place is a trap. And he goes, silence. When he popped out, like his face was jiggling. So no. it almost looked like his face was like coming off. Oh, no. I don't know if that's on purpose, <laughs> where it's like the skin is supposed to look like it's hanging off the mummy or something, mm -hmm. but it almost looked like he was wearing like like a Party City mask, and it was just like wobbling. No, I didn't notice that. I, I was like, the animatronic looks really smooth, but that looks... <laughs> I mean, I was watching like his, like the movements of like his appendages, because yeah, I was like, like... the arms were amazing. Yeah. It always throws me off that he's wearing a hat. Right. <laughs> the, the guy who's getting kidnapped. Yeah, no, the mummy. Isn't the mummy the, wearing? No, it's the guy in the, that's all wrapped up. Oh, the, yeah, the, yeah. Are you saying get out of here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, guy. That guy. It's the hat. I'm always like, why are you, what is that hat? Because he's a universal tourist. That guy. Are you insane? Get out of here. I know, but the hat he always discovered throws, that the curse is real. The hat always throws me off. I know. It's funny. Um, one thing that um, some of the people, the friends we were with yesterday had a couple things to mention about that. First thing was that uh, there was no... Um, there wasn't any beetles. Did you notice that? No, oh, I did notice that. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that was taken away for good or I don't know. Maybe it was too scary. Uh, I have no idea. I don't know. But did you notice that the fire was hotter? No. I felt like it was way hotter than it normally I is. I feel like because we're used to coming from hot outside to hot inside, it felt hotter. It felt like... A because like the the brightness of it and the heat of it felt way more intense to me. Like I remember vividly going like hands over my eyes, like oh my god, that's bright and hot. Holy crap! Um, but yeah, I, I did notice that the beetles were gone. That was that was interesting. Something else was there is a part in when you stop and the operators like dum, 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 the lady yeah. starts talking. Apparently, as opposed to the mummy just like cutting her off, yeah, the sound fades now. Her, oh, her voice fades. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think. There was. I'm trying to think if there was something else. The visual before that launch was pretty cool too. Did you notice that before you like go through his mouth? All of them like looked good. It's just been so long since I went on that ride. I don't have any like particular. I would almost need to like hear from somebody who goes on it all the time right. for them to be like, oh, these are all the particular things. But overall, I'm impressed with how well this ride holds up over time. Yeah. The only thing that was like the glaring thing from the refurbishment that I noticed that didn't change much is the smoothness of the ride. I did not find the actual ride any smoother. And I did not, and I was really hoping that they would have fixed those sudden stops 
where you're you're going in. There's one time where you stop going forward really suddenly, and then when you go backwards before you turn around for the launch, you had a little uh, kind of knocked your head a little bit because you weren't expecting it to kind of jolt you back. So after you you stop, um, there's always been like a break that's like very unpleasant harsh yeah uh, it always doesn't feel good but then they did a little back like they went back and then it a, another break hit and i had my head off of the headrest because I, I don't know if i don't know if anybody actually rides it with their head like laying on the headrest but i literally smacked my head and i was like what Ow. the heck <laughs> like and i just um, actually, for some reason, at that moment, I thought of Noelle Foley. I don't know if oh. you... She hit her head on a roller coaster and has, like, a seizure disorder now. What? Yeah. Like, oh, um, like Mick Foley's daughter. I know who Noelle Foley is, but I never heard that. Yeah. she. Um, it was someplace at, like, Dollywood or something. Someplace Yikes. like that. I Y'all would have to look up the details. I don't... Actually, I don't think it was Dollywood. Is recent? Uh, it was in the past couple of years, but um, but that was my first thought. I was like, oh, no, I can't be a couple of park hoppers if I can't go on rides. Right. But it right. actually like it rattled me a little bit. And then I was like, I'm OK. I'm OK. Gotcha. But um, I will say it was just kind of like disarming for that back break, because when you go forward, your head goes forward. When you break, when you're going backwards, if you're not if you don't have your head on the headrest, your head is going to go backwards. So I do hope that maybe that was just something on that particular ride. Hopefully. Just because that was not pleasant for me. <laughs> but overall, the mummy did get better. Yes. Um, it is not uh, very very outdated uh, visuals on the ride any longer. The queue is still exactly the same, all the same videos and all that. Uh, but the ride visuals itself got a lot better. And uh, I thought the fire and all that stuff got hotter. So... Uh, very, very cool. Very, uh, very immersive. Uh, I was really happy to get back on the mummy for the first time in about 10 months. So uh, really glad that's back open again. Yeah. And just for, uh, I just do want to say, I don't remember any of the details of Noel Foley's stuff. So please don't take what I'm saying as fact. Go look it up for yourself. All I remember is it. she hit her head on a roller coaster. Sure. Um, not at Universal Studios. Um, and I am thrilled that The Mummy is back open, and I can't wait to go on it again. Yeah. Now, last thing, and this is not a rumor, water show, not happening. Yeah. So Ghoulish is <laughs> down. So um, from our understanding, Hurricane Ian... Screwed it up. ...did something. So it is not currently being offered. We do want to tell you guys that we had every intention of going and getting a 4K video um, after Ian passed through um, because every time we went and tried there was always a giant crowd there anytime we went and all you need is you know one person to just hold up their phone and totally ruin a video right. so uh, you know we can't be two places at once so we were doing houses and other things if it comes back we will be doing that because we know how awesome that show is but for now that is why uh, you don't see it on our page because it's not happening right now exactly all right, so we have gotten to the meat and potatoes of our episode, oh which dear. is the haunted houses. So here's the thing about our haunted house list. What we're going to do is we are going to go through each house. We're going to 
give you a quick, uh, you know, just a little description of what the house is about. And then after that, uh, if we have any notes to give on that house, we'll give them. And then we're going to tell you where on our list from one to ten, with one being the best and ten being the least best, that falls. So we're just going to jump right into it because we wanted to make sure we hit all ten houses. Yes. All right, let's do this. All right, so the first house we're going to talk about is Descendants of Destruction. Deeper, darker, deadlier. Careful not to leave any of your scream squad behind you as you descend the subway tunnels of a deserted New York. Lurking in the dark are hungry mutants looking to feast on the last remnants of humanity. Oh my goodness. Uh, the one thing that I really remember about this house is that there was what was supposed to be a subway car. Correct. That didn't sound or look <laughs> or feel like a subway car. It felt like an 18-wheeler was about to hit me. Right. Uh, that is like one thing I really remember from this house. And it didn't seem to have a like clear vibe, I guess, is like a clear feel of the house. Um, and when you go through a lot of haunted houses, you kind of get a feel for it as you walk through the journey of the house and i didn't feel like that with this what did you think about this house um i was very disappointed with this house i thought it was gonna be a really cool concept because you're you think about roaming deserted subway tunnels in new york city you know you figure there's gonna be all kinds of stuff at every turn i think you're gonna meet heroes in half shell yeah turtle power um <laughs> and pizza <laughs> the best stretchy pizza in her cartoon history right um uh, i wish the teenage mutant ninja turtles were down there that'd be awesome that would be really cool uh, but it just kind of fell flat. It not, there was really no you know, like really good jump scares in there, which is everything you want out of a Halloween Horror Nights house. Um, and then, Danny, like Danny said, that train just didn't feel like a train. Did it feel like an 18-wheeler to you? It did. It felt like a truck, which I guess is kind of a, you know, a, we're being picky here. But, you know, we're, we're, we're giving our honest opinion on these houses. And... For me, are we are we giving our ranking now and then running yeah. down the list? Yeah, we're gonna give our ranking of where we put it on our list, and then we'll go through our list in full at the end. Gotcha. So, uh, as you could probably tell by our lackluster descriptions, um, Descendants of Destruction was number ten for me. So that, of ten. So ten of ten. So again, one being the best, ten being the least best. Now, for me personally, um, I put this house at number nine. Um, I didn't love it. Um, I think it deserves that spot. And so, uh, yeah, I think there are much, much better houses on this list. Agreed. Very, very much agreed. All right. So let's go on to the next house. Yeah. That is Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. You're dead in the water. In a New England fishing village, undead fishermen emerge from the waves to seek their revenge. You and your scream squad have escaped their hooks in the scare zone. Now they'll reel you in and drag you under. Okay. It was a New England fishing village. I, I had to. I, I had like to. it. I like it. Um, so for this one, um, I actually want to hear your thoughts on this, Mr. New England. I loved this house. And it wasn't just because it was New England and I'm from New England. The theming, the sets, the music, the effects, 
everything in this house was awesome. There was one really cool scene that had a giant boat, like a fishing boat. And up on the deck of said boat was this really spooky woman singing. And but it was in like minor chords. It sounded like really creepy and all around you it was raining. Yeah, in the house it was in raining. In the house. So you were getting like dripped on. You really did feel like you were out in in the ocean where this just awful thing happened to these poor New England fishermen. Um, I love the theming. The just you you first walk in, it's like almost like a like a dive bar that's in like Gloucester, Massachusetts, like right on the water. And you you go throughout the house and just the effects, the costumes, the makeup, everything was really, really, really great. And for me, on my list, this one was numero uno, number one. So I loved this house from somebody who did not grow up in New England uh, and got to live there for two years. This is an unbiased take. Um, She's not New Englander. Yeah. Uh, it felt New Englandy. <laughs> okay. um, when there was a bar in the house, when you walk in and there's a like a captain behind the bar. That was so cool. And it felt like a very old bar in downtown Massachusetts, in uh, downtown Boston, called Union Oyster House. Yeah, like buddy. I almost had like a flashback to like. Get me a cup of chowder. I don't know why I talk like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it always comes out like a New Yorker um, when I try to do accents. I'm just terrible at them. But overall, this house was so unique and so stunning that for me, um, I put this at number two. Wow. Uh, I think that it deserved to be up there. This is a house that... I think they put a lot of care into. Mm -hmm. They took a lot of time with this house and they made it very authentic to living in New England. And this comes from somebody who only lived there for a brief amount of time. Yeah. Uh, I think they nailed this house. So for me, this falls to number two. Love it. Um, absolutely love this house. Cannot wait to go in it again. I want to experience it again rather than just kind of strolling through it once i want to take a real good hard look at some of the sets and some of the how the things work um, but very very impressed universal that was an awesome house and very rare is the number one house for me something that's not intellectual property based something that they just kind of made up and had never seen or heard about anything about this before so Oh, Ama amazing house before we move on um i do want to mention and i don't know how if you did mention it, there is a... Oh, yes, you did. The giant room where it's raining with the siren. Yes. Um, I do just want to like take a moment and just express how large the room with that siren and the ship was. That was like a full-size boat in there. That yeah. was very, very cool. Um, So just props to like the Universal team for their creation and bringing that to life because... When we walked in, we were just like, whoa, that is awesome. So, yes. So, Bill for number one, me for number two for Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. Yes. So, let's move on to Hell Block Horror. As these monsters escape their prison, there's no escape for you. 
as a pri enter a prison whose savage inmates are monstrous creatures. If they break free from their cells, it's a death sentence for everyone. So, um, I, I actually just want to say right off the bat that I did not like this house. Um, I, it felt lazy to me only because in theory creating like a prison is one pretty easy you, you like there's not a ton to it um there were no jump scares for me yeah. in this house yeah. it felt very empty and uh i just i didn't love it i like the only thing i remember is big empty rooms and maybe that's what you guys wanted a prison to feel like but it doesn't translate well to a haunted house. So Agreed. what are your thoughts? Uh, do you want to give your number? Uh, yes, I do. I put it at number eight. Okay. Well, it's funny because we agree. I gave Hellblock Horror my number eight out of ten ranking as well. The thing that I thought was really weird about Hellblock Horror, and if I remember right, because it's been a little while since I went through there, it was supposed to be inmates who are now monstrous creatures but none of the creatures i remember seeing in there made sense i remember like you're you would imagine that hellblock horror you know this this uh this prison and these inmates who turned into monstrous creatures you'd think it would be more like something you'd see in the walking dead where it would be just like orange uniforms or like the white and black striped inmate uniforms where like their faces are all torn up and bloody and they're like zombified and they're trying to get you but i remember these being like these weird animal things in there and it just didn't really feel like it made sense to me it was just kind of like a smorgasbord of like nonsense <laughs> so yeah um for that reason i put it also at my number eight out of ten spot right so we agreed with this um one one thing that you just reminded me was i remember walking through one room where there were two like cell blocks on each side yeah and nobody was in one side, and it was just like a big, giant, empty room. And the other side, there was just this one guy who was like, Rah. and I was like, ooh. Right. <laughs> this is like a large amount of the house, so that was not spooky. Um, but yeah, it deserves to be low on the list. Um, but let's move on to the next one. Yeah, it's Fiesta de Chupacabras. And that is listen to your abuela, unless it's the one from Encanto. And beware <laughs> the chupacabras. Visit a Latin American village where the legend of the creature chupacabras is celebrated with a colorful fiesta. And the streets are lined with the crimson blood of tourists like you and your amigos. So for this one, um, I, I actually really like this one. Okay. I will say that we went to this one at like... I don't Very even know, late. like almost two o'clock in the morning. Our feet... We were like done. And then we were like, let's do one more. <laughs> um, there were a lot of great jump scares. It was visually stunning yeah. and scary, which is hard to pull off. Um, also, the chupacabras that they had were like, I don't even know how giant. they did it. They were giant, <laughs> but they also almost had them as like puppets or something. That's or exactly animatronics. Like. Yeah. They were awesome, and <laughs> it made me feel a little bit like I was at home, um, but just like the theming, 
but uh, I loved this house. I thought it was really, really well done. However, I put it at number six because there were better houses. It's funny. We have not seen each other's rankings prior to this, and they're they're pretty similar. They're pretty similar because Fiesta de Chupacabra was also my number six out of ten what? as well. <laughs> um, I remember the visuals being really cool, and the the giant Chupacabra was was really neat. But I just I don't know. I just didn't feel scared in there. Um, there was a couple times where like the big chupacabra at the very end would would poke his head out into the, uh, out of the the wall like where you're walking by, and it was like oh that that's really cool looking, and it just never really scared me. But I thought the effort that was put into the visuals and the uh, the puppeteering and the whatever however they make it work um, thought that was really cool. So I figured I'd bump him up a little bit because of that on my list. But this is definitely not one of my favorite houses. So six out of ten for me. All right, so what is our next house? We have bugs eaten alive. The bugs are out to exterminate you. While touring a 1950s home of the future, you'll be surrounded by the slime of bugs everywhere as hordes of many-legged terrors descend on you and your scream squad. You'll be dropping like flies. They like to say scream squad. Scream squad. Well, I want to hear your take on this first. Um, I just from the outside alone, I was all in on this house. Basically, the outside was like this old timey radio and like a like a TV uh, type situation, like the outside of the building made to look like that. And there was like advertisements playing of these old bug spray. And I can't remember the name of the the bug spray was like bug be gone or something right something silly but it the the bug be gone uh stuff was actually making the bugs get bigger <laughs> and scarier and you, when you walked into the house there was like a fog that you walked through it was almost like you were supposed to be walking through the bug spray right so you were getting hit with it yeah and so then you were in the world of giant bugs and as creepy and gross as that sounds that made this house that much cooler. And for me, on my list, I put bugs at number five. So some of these are going to be fairly similar. Not all of them will be. Um, I actually also put bugs at number five. God! <laughs> it's like we think alike. <laughs> it's like we do. Now, the reason I did this was because... Yes, we were touring a 1950s home of the future. And I loved how it felt like you were walking into a TV show. Yes. So you walk in, the housewife meets you, and pow, you're hit with this bug spray. Uh I also think that some of this had uh, the most surprising jump scares. Yes. I remember specifically a giant bug appearing out of nowhere and me like almost like dying yeah (laughs) like i like walk backwards and like kind of like squatted like a little bit because i was like oh my gosh and then like kept walking because i did not expect it so this house translated super well which i loved um and i just think that they really really grabbed the feel of what they were going for so yeah i i put it right in the middle um, and so did you, Bugs Eaten Alive, number five for both of us. Yes, ma'am. All right, so let's move on to the next house, which was the Spirits of the Coven. They're bewitchingly terrifying. 
a coven of beautiful flapper witches will lure you into their 1920s speakeasy, reveal their haggish true form, and turn your scream squad into a witch's <laughs> brew. They'll be cackling, but you'll be screaming. So for this house, we actually got to go to this one last night. Um, I thought this was a pretty good house. Uh, it had some fantastic jump scares. Uh, the theming was awesome. I will say that one thing that kind of confused me was a lot of the witches all seem to have the exact same mask face. Yes. And it felt like somebody went to Party City or Spirit Halloween and said, do you have a box of witch masks? I'll take them and handed them out to all the scare actors. So I was like, why do I keep <laughs> really seeing funny. the same witch lady? Maybe it was supposed to be the same witch lady. But it just but a coven is multiple witches. No, you're right. You're right. So it should feel like there's different different wi- witches. <laughs> which witch is witch? Whoa, that's a deep cut. <laughs> but um I do think it had a lot oh, of great jump like. scares. I will say that for me, it was distracting for me to be like, hey, did I just see you back there? Agatha. Hey. <laughs> it was Agatha all along. You know, I, Agatha, I've seen you five times in the last two minutes. Like She gets around. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my take on it. Yeah. Um, so for me, this house uh, was actually, I put it at number seven. You're kidding. So <laughs> <laughs> It's almost like we did this together, but we didn't. Uh, Spirits of the Coven was number seven on my list as well. And for the exact same reasons, I feel like I s- kept seeing the same character popping up every now and then. The the walking into the first room where the speakeasy and the bar was was kind of cool. It kind of felt like that first scene from Dead Man's Pier that we discussed where you walk into this bar, like this divey bar that's like underground somewhere. Um, but after that, I just didn't feel scared. Uh I never really got jump scared at all in Spirits of the Coven. And I get jump scared pretty easily. because I was getting the jump scares. That's fair. You got the jump scares. Unless the timing is perfect, sometimes you miss out on the jump scares. But you even said, like, you kept getting all the jump scares on that one. Yeah. And, like, we were holding hands, and I was in front of you, and they kept scaring me. And then I switched to you being I in front of me. Some. Yeah, exactly. And they still scared me. Right. So... I don't know if it was the braided pigtails that they were just after me. Yeah, either I was seeing them in front of me or they were happening behind me. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'd have to go through it again. But at first thought, uh, Spirits of the Coven was definitely in my bottom five. So that's where I, I slid it into uh, spot number seven. So I do just want to point out that our, let's see, five, six, seven, eight. Well, okay. <laughs> they were all the same. They were all the same. (laughs) So for real though, um, number five for us was Bugs Eaten Alive. Number six was Fiesta de Chupacabra. Um, Number seven was Spirits of the Coven. And number eight was Hellblock Horror. Like we had each of those exactly. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. Five, six, seven, eight. Halloween Horror Nights. Um, (laughs) But we, our beginning and our end are both very different, which I find find interesting that like that chunk of houses was like the lower half all was like exactly the same yeah. even though we didn't plan it right um but everything else is different so correct all right so let's move on to the next house and let's see 
I promise it's not the same. <laughs> um, All right. So the next house is Universal Monsters Legends Collide. If Ooh. you thought one Universal Monster was scary, how about three? Summon your Scream Squad, because you're about to get caught between the Wolfman, Dracula, and the Mummy together for the very first time. So for this house, this is another one we got to go to last night. Yep. And this house, in my humble opinion, was so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Um, it was everything I thought it would be. See, I had zero expectations. For me, this feels like like old-timey movies, like kind of like your cop-out house. Like, oh, we don't have anything. Let's just do like old-timey scary stuff. Um, but it translated extremely well. Uh, the classics just kind of, you know, they're awesome. And so... For me personally, I put this one at number four. So it didn't break my uh, top three, but four. So close behind it. Yeah. Universal Monsters Legends Collide fell at number three for me. Uh, I absolutely love this house. And I'm glad you didn't mention it because I wanted to, t to mention it. The coolest part about this house was very similar to the Icons house last year where there was essentially a winner every single day or multiple times a day. So if you went through the house a couple of different times, the uh, the Wolfman, Dracula, or the Mummy, one of them was essentially the winner at the end of the house. And by winner, I mean they defeated the other two. And last night was really cool because... Uh, I believe it was Dracula. It was Dracula. Dracula was holding the head of Wolfman at the very end of the house. Right. Like waving it around being like, ha, 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 I I'm the baddest of them all. And that aspect of it, that it's not the exact same every single time, is really cool to me. And I wish they would do more of that. Um, but Wolfman was really scary looking. Dracula was terrifying. The mummy not the same mummy as the roller coaster, but classic Universal Monsters mummy. All three of them, seeing them in there was really creepy. And the the end aspect of Dracula holding the Wolfman's head was really cool. Really cool. One thing that you did not mention, and um, I want to see if you agree with me on this. Uh, well, first off, did you already say where this fell on your list? Uh, yeah, it was number three. Okay, you said number three. So it hit your top three. It sure did. Um, one thing about this that was fairly... Uh, unique and stood out as opposed to the other houses was the jump scares were so much better in this house because they did a fantastic job of, uh, well, for one, the mummies, they had like a lot of like almost like sheets where the mummies were able to pop out. The Wolfman was actually able to, they had them like up higher and they were reaching out to where it almost felt like he could graze your face. Yeah. Like, didn't it feel like there, they were very close to you? I kid you not. Wolfman, the last time I walked by him, I had to limbo. Like, his, he came out so close to me, right in front of me, that I was like, you can't see it because I'm leaning back in my chair. But I was like, whoa. <laughs> so like, he almost got me. Crazy. I, I love that these jump scares felt a little bit closer than others. Yes. Uh, just a nod to that because don't change it. 
we, we loved that. Yeah, no, closer better. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're not touching me. Yeah. <laughs> closer right. to the better. And and I know for a fact that this changes. It doesn't mention it anywhere on the website. I know for the fact the ending changes because I want to give a shout out to a, a guy, Scott, that I work with. Um, he told me recently that he went. He was like, I love the Legends Collide House. Uh, Wolfman was holding the he- the severed head of Dracula. Really? At, at the end of his trip through. Oh, cool. So seeing something other than what he told me last night was like, oh, yeah, beautiful. Love it. So what who, What would the mummy hold? Both of their heads? Probably. <laughs> Probably. But overall, we, we love this house. So uh, number four for me and number three for you. That is correct. All right. So let's move on to our next house. And that was the Horrors of Blumhouse. Twice the screams, twice the terror. Get ready for a blood-curdling new double feature of Blumhouse Horror as your Scream Squad squad, faces a ruthless serial killer in Freaky and an evil kidnapper in the relentlessly terrifying The Black Phone. I personally don't really know much about Blumhouse. I know they make horror movies. But other than that, I didn't know what the heck was going on. And for a, a very unfamiliar IP to me, it kind of fell flat. Um, the same guy from the black phone, like, or maybe it's different people, I don't know, but with that weird like smiling mask, uh, kept popping up everywhere in the second half of it. And then uh, Freaky had this almost like Michael Myers type looking face with like giant eye holes. Um, he kept popping up through the first half, but none of them particularly scared me. Um, so for that reason, I am putting The Horrors of Blumhouse at number nine out of ten. So for me, this house actually won my least best award. <gasps> oh, no. So you had Descendants of Destruction as your least best. I had Descendants of Blumhouse. Halfway through the house, it made it. made they made it feel like it was the end of the house, and then a second part of the house started. Yeah, it was like I, two different movies. I hated that. Yeah, it was don't weird. ever do that again. <laughs> I hate it. I hated that. Don't ever do that again. That was very confusing. I thought the house was over after waiting in a really long line. Um, also, that house was not scary at all. I had zero jump scares, mm-hmm. and I this might be the worst house that I've ever been at at wow. Halloween Horror Nights. Okay. Um, I've heard people say that it's their favorite house, and I'm like... They must love Blumhouse movies then, because um, I don't get it. I also don't know if we watch Blumhouse movies if we would like it, but just Maybe. overall, there was there were no jump scares, at least. I never if got you're not, spooked. If you're not familiar with the IP, you should still at least have a couple moments where you can get like, Ooh, what was that? You know, some of these jumps out at you. Uh, number 10 and... Whores of Blumhouse, you deserve the number 10. If I could give you lower, I would. So Wow. End of story. Uh, aggressive. So. All right. So let's stop talking about that one then, because Danny's going to go on all night about it. Hey, <laughs> it deserved it. It was horrible. That was a garbage house. Um, all right. <laughs> so we've got two more houses to discuss. The first one being Halloween. His beginning is your end. Silent, merciless, relentless. There's nobody like Michael Myers. And if your Scream Squad is ready <laughs> this year, you can gather together and face the terror of Halloween 
from the very beginning. So I want to hear your take on this. Loved it. I absolutely love this house. I love the original Halloween film from 1978. Absolutely love it. Uh, Michael Myers is just so creepy. The fact that it's it's a mask and his face doesn't move. He just kind of like stares in your soul and like carries this giant knife. But one part that I thought was really cool is that you didn't just get like a Michael Myers at some point where it was like just creepy until you got to Michael Myers. This dude was in every freaking room. Oh, and like, more and than- And then multiple times yeah. because the end, the last part of the house was a mirror room. So you literally could not tell which one was the actual Michael Myers when you're standing in there. So you're waiting for any one of like seven or eight Michael Myers to pop out at you. Right. <laughs> and that was really cool. And Michael Myers, obviously, is just such an iconic character in the Halloween realm or the spooky movie realm um, that it was really, really cool to see him in person. Obviously, it's not the same guy, but seeing Michael Myers in the flesh, holding the knife, really tall, really scary. The masks were amazing. Um, So for me, I put Halloween at number four. So I put Halloween at number three. Uh, For me, I felt like this house was so beautifully done. I also feel like he got closer to you than uh, almost in comparison to Universal Monsters Legends Collide. Maybe not quite as close. Yeah. But in your personal space to where you were like, oh, this is the end. uh, (laughs) I also think that there was a lot of opportunity that they used beautifully to make it seem like you didn't know where he was coming so they would lead you in one direction and he would appear from someplace that you didn't expect which sometimes and i think on some of our houses a little bit lower down you see the jump scares happening before they happen so that can be really frustrating for somebody who wants to get scared for this you would be walking forward and he'd come like from behind you out at the side or something like that right and they did a really really great job of just you not knowing where he was and that made it fun and scary so yeah bill had it at number four i had it at number three this was a great house one other thing i just want to touch on before we uh, move on to the last house we're going to discuss here uh, one thing that i thought was really cool is when you entered the sound stage they actually had like the exterior of the myers house oh yeah and like part of their yard like you saw the clothesline with like clothes hanging and blowing in the breeze and it was just like it kind of felt very similar to me and why I loved the um, Haunting a Hill House house last year. Right. Is when you walk in, you saw the house. That house is iconic and you walked into the house and I thought that was a really kick-ass way to start the house. And then obviously Michael Myers popping up every now and then and then the mirror house was, was really good. And you would think that, honestly, you would think from my descriptions that I, this would be number one for me. And honestly, it pretty much was it was definitely one or two prior to us going last night uh, do you have anything else to add for this halloween house because i've got to transition into the other one in a fun way okay uh no i just i loved it i i actually went into this thinking kind of like eh, it's an old movie like it'll be you know it is what it is it'll be fun um but not really thinking anything of it and it ended up being like halloween perfection yeah. so absolutely yeah so um 
you would think that Halloween would have been my number one or two. And like I said, it was until last night when we finally got to do Dead Man's Pier and uh, Universal Monsters Legends Collide. Um, but I think uh, my number one or number two house um, on my list prior to going last night would have been The Weekend After Hours Nightmare. It's music to your fears. You love his music, but can you survive his mind? The weekend is about to stalk your scream squad through this haunted house. A surreal living nightmare from his After Hours videos. His nightmare is now yours. The one thing that this reminds me of is the McFarlane's <laughs> uh, when they did that TikTok so trend to this. Well, no, but just like this particular, like that moment. Yeah. <laughs> um, so first off, this house, did you already say where you put it? Uh, no, I did not. So I actually put this house at number one. Woo! Now, this is something I did not expect. I went into this with zero expectations. Uh, I, I know the weekend's music, but more as like a casual listener, somebody who hears this music like, you know, in public, on the radio, that kind of stuff, or on like a playlist. Uh, this house was absolutely unreal. Uh, just the crazy mind of the weekend. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, I need to go through it again because when I walked out of that, I was like, whoa, that was amazing. Uh, just there were stages where he was performing, they did a lot with like lights and mirrors yeah. and like. Uh, the lighting the, was phenomenal. The the uh, almost like the vibe of a a really important musician performing. Yeah, it's kind of the vibe. It, it was gave. like a nightmare party. It was like a nightmare <laughs> nightmare concert party. Yeah. Um, and I love what they did with this house. Um, and I will say. We waited for this house for a long time. We had our Over fans out. Like, we were walking. By the time we got in, I was like, all right, I don't know what to expect. This house and, better be good. And I just love... I mean, it was more in the back of my head that I was thinking, like, I hope this house <laughs> was worth waiting for. Yeah. Because when I first heard them say The weekend, the weekend. as a, a haunted house, I was like, okay? <laughs> like, What? But, oh my gosh, this house is amazing. And again, for me, it earned number one. Um, I will say that it made me want a Lady Gaga-themed house. Ooh, that'd be fun. Like, it, and if you have been through this house... Monster's you're Ball. Gonna, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, Lady Gaga, the Monster Ball. The Monster Nightmare. I don't care. But um, it, it gave the same vibe as, like the meat dress right. of, and the mirrors of Lady Gaga. I don't know. Did, did Everybody you... has a creepy side. Yeah, I gotcha. So number one for me, it earns the spot by far. So what about you? I'm going to uh, echo your sentiment the entire time. This house was awesome. The lighting was great. The use of mirrors is really cool. The music. I love the weekend music, as you can hear in the background. 
and his music just fit this house so perfectly and every once in a while you'd see him like performing and all the people who were made up to look like him looked like him and so it was like it was surreal it was it, you literally felt like you were walking through him shooting this like terrifying music video right and it was That's so a well great done description yeah it was it was so well done uh, I can't say enough good things about it, and I cannot wait, wait to go back through it again. We were just way too tired to do it at the end of the night last night. We were going to, but yeah, because it just... it's always a really long wait. But towards the end of the night, it was pretty short. But we were like toast. Now that we've hit all ten houses, I think this is going to be my first must hit. This house. is going to be the first one I want to go to the next time we go. All right, so so and so real quick, you said it was number one for you, and for me, it was number two. Awesome. Well, overall, I do want to make some notes about our list, and then we're going to read them so you guys can hear sure. them. Um, so first off, our last two houses, 9 and 10, uh, for me, it was Descendants of Destruction, and then Horrors of Blumhouse. For you, it was Horrors of Blumhouse, then Descendants of Destruction. Yeah, 9 and 10, yep. Um, and like we talked about, 5, 6, 7, and 8. 5, 6, 7, 8. 5, 6, 7, 8. We're the same. Ready? Okay. Um, and then our top four were completely different yeah just basically completely different um and i'm actually going to go through my list and then you can go through your list so you Sounds guys good. can hear so number one for me the weekend after hours nightmare number two dead man's pier winter's wake number three halloween number four universal monsters legends collide number five bugs eaten alive number six fiesta de chupacabra Number seven, Spirits of the Coven. Number eight, Hellblock Horror. Number nine, Descendants of Destruction. And number 10, The Horrors of Blumhouse. And for me, my top 10 list, number one, Dead Man's Pier, Winter's Wake. Number two, The Weekend, After Hours Nightmare. Number three, Universal Monsters, Legends Collide. Number four, Halloween. Number five, Bugs, Eat Alive. Number six, Fiesta de Chupacabra. Number seven, Spirits of the Coven. Number eight, Hell Block Horror. Number nine, The Horrors of Blumhouse. And number 10, The Descendants of Destruction. All right, guys. So we absolutely love Halloween Horror Nights. I'm so glad that we got to go. Me too. I'm looking very much forward to going and hitting some of these houses again. I'm going to be honest. I will hit any of these again. I would like to hit my number one and my number 10 house again. Just because I want to see if the horrors of Blumhouse was really as bad as I thought it was, or maybe we just went we, through a bad we, walkthrough. Should we try to watch the black phone before going in there? That might be a good idea. Uh, and then we hope to see the uh, water show. I'm blanking out on the name. Ghoulish. Ghoulish come back. Ghoulish. We definitely right. want to see Nightmare Fuel again because that <laughs> came back. The uh, the sexy leather chain show. Yes, but it's great. It's such a great show. Um, and overall, I'm just so happy that we're in October. The weather's getting cooler. It's my favorite time of the year. It's, in my opinion, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Get out of here, Christmas. It's Halloween. <laughs> yes. So, so we, yeah, with this said, uh, we're going to get out of here. That was a fun episode. Yeah. I love talking about that stuff with you. Um, be sure to go ahead to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. And now that... Even though our uh, rope drop contest is now over, congratulations to our winner. You have received your message. We will get that shipped out to you in the next few days. Congratulations. Um, we are not going to publicize who won, but you got a message. 
check your messages on Patreon, patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. There's three different tiers that you can sign up for. Go check them out. See what uh, fun perks and prizes you can get in return. We'd greatly appreciate the support. Um, please go ahead to patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Also, just a note, if you win, you can also win in other months. Again. So, yeah. So um, it's not a one and done. So if you're concerned about that, don't be. And just a hint, hint, pro tip. The higher tier, the more entries you get in your monthly drawing. Exactly. So. And aside from that, um, we again, we appreciate all of the support. Um, again, like Bill said, higher the tier, the the more often you get those uh, entries to draw our monthly prize. And these are good <laughs> prizes. They're a minimum $20 value. At least. And we have so much stuff coming up. We've got Christmas stuff coming up. Um, we just signed up for Breakfast with the Grinch. Um, I'm what gonna, is that stench? I'm definitely going to bring bacon. him an onion <laughs> so or whatever else I can bring him because meeting him last year was divine. Is Max going to be there? I would freak out. <laughs> Don't tell Simba. Um, he just ran away. <laughs> he just ran away. Um, but... Aside from that, we are still trying to also get Conga on Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. We have not at been this going point, on. I don't want it. <laughs> we have not been going on as often as we did at the beginning, just because we've had other stuff to focus on. But keep an eye out. We are going to try to get Conga before it goes away sure. for the Christmas layover, for the holiday remix. Uh, and then, aside from that, uh, we're just so excited that the weather's getting cool and there's going to be all sorts of things like announcements. Yep, like Phantasm. <laughs> When? all of those things so keep an eye out we have our ear to the ground we are trying to wait that out <laughs> hey disney i don't know if you know this or not but it's october 10th that means you have less than three months left in 2022 and on your website and on your app it says fantastic is returning in 2022 so when is it coming back i mean if hurricane ian pushed it back i'm gonna have to i'm gonna you know have to have a stern talking with him <sighs> But that would really blow. But, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but overall, guys, again, thanks for joining us. We are so excited about closing out this year, 2022 with you guys and going into the year of 2023. Um, make sure you're taking care of yourselves. Break out those sweaters. And we look forward to everything we've got going on as we move forward. Thanks for listening to a couple of Park Hoppers podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Park Hoppers Show. Visit youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our channel for theme park videos, live streams, and more. And don't miss out on your chance to play your part in the magic by visiting patreon.com slash a couple of park hoppers. Until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. parks.